the Magic Mike Show, where you hear the experts speak. The Magic Mike Show. Tune into the show every week. The Magic Mike Show. You can trust the show is the bomb because it's being brought to you by RacingDudes.com. What's up, everybody? I'm Magic. And I'm Mike. And this is the Magic Mike Show, episode 505, Mr. Sandwich. A Breeders Cup it's been uh, it's been a week since we saw each other. We took uh, Monday off because I was on vacation, uh, and you needed a little bit of time to recover from your fun last weekend in Las Vegas. And so we're here, and we're going to talk about Breeders' Cup prop bets. And I'm actually happy in retrospect that we delayed it till today uh, instead of being on yet our usual time yesterday because the exact idea I had for our show blinkers off took. So I had to kind of scramble to come up with something else. So we're going to talk about prop bets, which will be a kind of a, a different way of handicapping this race and, and the races for the Breeders' Cup. So I'm, I'm looking forward to doing that with you. Yeah, I thought it was a cool idea you came up with. I'm excited to dive into this, kind of talk a little bit about the trainers. And with each trainer, with each like US versus Euro horses, we're going to talk about the races individually, kind of talk about who we like in those spots and why we're getting toward those overs or unders that you set for each of these trainers. I think you made a good number for the most part. I got a couple that I would bet pretty heavily on one side or the other, <laughs> but we'll get to that in a second. I don't know. Are you laying odds for this? Can I actually bet against you on these props? No, because I didn't really know how to calculate. I couldn't find actual legitimate things like for the. It was kind of more what I think would be the fair middle, like okay. what might be the minus one ten on each side. Some of them might be a little off, and you can chastise me for that. Sure. Yeah. Okay. Good. It's fun because like you're the morning line maker, or, and I get to make fun of you. I love this. Or tell me if you were the maker, would you have said, "Oh, I would have set this number for the over under instead of"? I mean, there's one trainer I would have probably set at two instead of one and a half. Which we'll get to. You can't, you can't I, do solid numbers. It's well, half. Yeah, so you, which makes it harder. Right? I would have gone two and a half and juiced the under. Um, but yeah, the, for the most part, I think okay. the numbers are pretty accurate here. Uh, I wonder if it's the same. There's one that I almost did it for. And then I, at the last second, I kept it at one and a half for pretty much all of them. But yeah, anyways, it's going to be a fun show. And if you're uh, if you're watching us live, uh, I'd love to have you join us and, and give us your thoughts on this. There's a lot of different fun ones to uh, look into this and. We'll also be talking about some Japanese horses, which is always a lot of fun. So let's yeah. get into it, buddy. Derma right. What'd you say? Derma Sotagate. Right is up. All right, Mike, so we're uh, just like they did for Blinkers Off, we're going to be using the uh, current future odds available at Bovada because this is the only place we can really get reliable numbers for. We have 13 of the 14 races. I'm not sure why Philly Mare Sprint isn't available, but uh, especially because I think you can still bet Echo Zulu in the Sprint in this section here. But all right, so I have this up here, but I'll, I'll go back and forth from the, uh, from the tab. But the first one that I want to ask you here, Mike, over under one and a half wins at the Breeders' Cup for California-based horses. See, I thought this was one of the tougher ones, so I'm gonna I'm gonna look down at your text here just because you did a wonderful job of actually setting up who the California <laughs> horses are. So, like, I got to give you some props. I for can, that. you know what? If if you want to look at it a little bit, I can I can lead into it. Uh, you know, as far as uh, mostly Bob Baffert and then all the dirt races and then Phil D'Amato and pretty much all the turf races. Yeah, I mean, look, D'Amato is a tough one, right? I, I think. And Baffert to me is the key because like we have an over under one and a half for Baffert. 
I think I'm going to take the over on that, which means I guess I'm going to take the over on the California horses as well. These two kind of combined for me together. I Diamato on the turf, I think it's going to struggle. Uh, his best shot, probably the sprint in my mind, um, which is a wide open race. So I, mm-hmm. I'm not sure who's going to be able to. I, Caravel might be the favorite there. I mean, I'm not even sure who's going to be the favorite in this, uh, the turf sprint there. But if you look at Bafford, I you got to think he's got a good shot at winning the juvenile. The the horses that we thought were monsters didn't run that well last time out. So that gives him a good chance there. He's got Prince of Monaco. Um, he's got uh, Muth, uh, who are probably going to be two of your betting choices when this but it all, come, all is said and done. So I'm expecting he wins that race. And I've been talking about Speedboat Beach ever since Speedboat Beach came back, that I think that should be your favorite in the sprint, or at least one of the top choices in the sprint. I think he's got a big shot in that race as well. So if, if I think he wins one of those two races, I need one more California horse to win the rest of the weekend. I'll take the over one and a half. Uh, so Heartland is listed here at 10 to one. Bob Baffert won his debut at Del Mar, looked fantastic, and then hadn't seen him since uh, August when he stopped training. And so we figured he got hurt. Uh, he showed up this morning with a workout at Saratoga. Hmm. <laughs> I'm thinking... Did did he already like he had that really great debut? Did he already get kicked down to Rudy Brissett off of that? Like that to me, that tells me he's with Rudy Brissett at Saratoga. Yeah, I mean it, he's not with Bob Baffert at Saratoga. I'll tell you that much. No, yeah, that's an odd one. Uh, anyways, I sorry, I I was looking for the other Bob Baffert horses on this list, and I realized Heartland did have a work. Um, listen, as far as the Bafferts go, you also have Wind Me Up here, who's twenty to one. As far as win candidate, I don't know that he's strong enough to beat all of these horses, but I thought he took a great step forward from. The one race going sprint and then went to a route and almost uh, won the American Pharaoh. Good second to Muth. You could see him play a part of it here. But it does feel like this is going to be Bob Baffert's race uh, to lose. It, how do you pick between Muth and Prince of Monaco? That's like that's the tricky part, right? Well, I mean, go? Prince of Monaco looked really good beating Muth. So I guess you kind of leave the Prince of Monaco as, as the favorite. But Muth. But Muth looked phenomenal last time out. I mean, he looked absolutely awesome. And that, and he was able to stalk as well, which I thought was really impressive, being able to sit from off the pace and then make a big run. So I, I would lean toward Muth because I thought Muth was the goods. And I'm not going to let the one race, which wasn't great, push me off of that. So I would lean Muth. But I, I think Prince of Monaco is a good horse as well. Yeah, I believe he's a great horse too. But especially if I'm going to get 5-1 to one on Muth versus 4-1 to one on Monaco, uh, I'm going to go with Muth. There's a trend, and this is a shameless plug for the Breeders' Cup 14 trends that Jared puts together. Just finished. Aaron and I saw the finished product this morning. It looks great. One of the trends is that in the juvenile, the horse that wins this race, aside from Corniche, always enters the Kentucky Derby the next year. I say enters because Forte entered it and then had to scratch out. But uh, you look between these two horses, Prince of Monaco is a Spitestown Colt. He could get there to the Derby, but Muth, the way that he's bred and the way that he looks, I'm going to go with Muth between those two as far as who's going to make the Kentucky Derby entry box. So give me Muth for the Breeders' Cup Juvenile 5 to 1. Now, the question for you let's say, okay, let's say Baffert wins this, but does not win another. You've got California horses over under one and a half. Do you have the over or the under? Because you didn't answer the question. Sorry, it, it, you broke up a little bit there. Baffert, if he wins this one, so now he just uh, one more. It's half a win for the next day, right? Right. So who do you, do, if you, let's say Baffert only wins one. Okay. Do you mm-hmm. like the over or the under in this one? Um, If Baffert only wins one, I like the under. So you don't think the D'Amato turf horse is going to win or there's going to be a random California horse that gets it done? No. 
No. Okay. So you basically look at this as, as kind of the same way I do, that this is Bob Baffert over or under one and a half. So are you taking the over yeah. or the under? Uh, take the under. <laughs> Ooh, no speedboat beach love. All right. I see how it no. is. Speed speed horses don't win. Well, also, is it Victor riding? Because if Victor's riding, that's a hard pass on speedboat beach in the sprint. <laughs> I'm going to make you dress up as Victor for Halloween someday. Uh, listen, if, if speedboat wins... I'll say it right now. If Speedboat Beach wins the Breeders' Cup Sprint in 2023 with Victor Espinoza in the uh, Irons, I will absolutely dress as Victor Espinoza at as the jockey of Speedboat Beach for Halloween in 2024. And go to Santa Anita wearing the outfit. Actually, I'll go to Breeders' Cup, and I won't do Halloween. We do family Halloween stuff. But I'll do it for Breeders' okay. Cup. All right. So this, if, if, yeah. So wait, what is the sprint? Damn, the sprint's on Sunday. Damn, ah, oh, the Saturday. So no, you can't it's Saturday. Wear it. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Well, you I'm. Can do I'm it. I was thinking if it was Friday, we could make you wear it on Saturday. All right, we got to hold it back a year. All right, that's fine. Deal. Done. That's a good bet from me. <laughs> How about this one? Thought, this is going to be a really fun one. Over under one and a half wins for Japan. And this is a tweet from Michael Adolfson, who if you're not following on Twitter, you should, at Adolfson Racing. It says, for those keeping count, the possible Breeders' Cup contingent from Japan so far. Two for the classic Ushba Tesoro, which... By the way, go check out the video I did over on the YouTube channel discussing why I think he's got a great chance in the Classic. Derma Sotagake, our old friend from the Kentucky Derby, the UAE Welcome Derby back, winners there. Uh, in the turf, Shariar in the Philly Mare Turf, Win Maryland. The miles got two, including the devastatingly beautiful song line. The turf sprint, Jasper Crone, and the Philly Mare sprint, Make a Yell. Uh, I know four of these horses. I think two for sure have a strong chance to win, and five of them are possible. So... I'm going to take the over, Mike. Oh, boy. Well, I'm going to take the under for the simple reason that I'm going to take the over in a later bet. And I don't think the over can hit if this over hits. So it's kind of correlated in a way. It's specifically around the turf races and other invaders. Um, so mm. I think that Europe is going to have a big Breeders' Cup. If Europe has a big Breeders' Cup, it's going to be hard for Japan to have a big Breeders' Cup as well. What, what two on here do you think are likely to win? Um, I think Songline is going to be really, really hard to beat in the mile. And I think sh if Win Maryland, yeah, Win Maryland, the Philly Mare turf. And I think Shariar is like, that's another half where I'm like pretty, pretty strong feelings about Shariar. Well, I'm interested to see what the prices of these Japanese horses are, because this is the first year we're going to have really good Japanese horses come over after all of the Japanese oh. buzz. So I, I'm interested to see whether or not you get your five to one, six to one, seven to ones on some of these horses, or if you're going to see all of these bet down to that three to one, four to one type range. Well, let's skip ahead here. Uh, if you're watching the video, sorry if I give you a seizure with the fast spinning. The Breeders' Cup Classic right now, Ushba Tesoro, eight to one, Derma Sotagake, 20 to one. Yeah, uh, we, as far we as both agree, going. Derma's not winning that race, right? No, but it is fun that he's back. Yeah, okay. <laughs> I, I, I don't mean that facetiously. I, it is genuinely fun that he's back. Um, as far as the turf goes, Shariar, 14, 14. Oh, yeah, okay. Because some of these euros I don't think are coming. So 14 to 1 is a little inflated on Shariar. Uh, when Maryland, where is she? Oh, that's the distaff. I hate the way they set this up sometimes. The mile song line, 5 to 1. Paddington's not coming. I heard Jared say that. So Songline's probably going to be your favorite in the mile. Okay. That's um, a tough race, though, the mile. It is. Who was the other one I said? Oh, Win Maryland. Do they not have her listed? Oh, the, she no. might not show up then. 
So it's well, thinking about running her in Europe too. So I mean, Bovada not the most reliable for who is not no. is not going to show up. One of the reasons why I actually enjoy betting on Bovada in that case because you get a lot of what I call just takeout free betting because a lot of these horses aren't going to run and yet they're still involved in the takeout percentage, the whole percentage. So it allows you to get some some decent odds at some time. So interesting there. I, I'm going to go under here. I'm going to say this is not going to be Japan's uh, big show out. Because I think you're going to get some good, pretty good Europeans based on what I'm hearing. And that's going to make it hard for Japan to get over that number because I think their success comes on the turf, not on the dirt. And if that's the case, it's either Europe, Europe or Japan that has a big Breeders' Cup. And I'm going to put my money on the Europe side. Uh Again, Ushba Tesoro, another horse that I, I didn't say, but I, I made a whole video about why I think he could win the Classic. He's definitely in my top two or three uh, for that race. So I went over on this. Mike went under because he's going to go over on this next one. But, Mike, you could go over on both of them. It all adds up. Over under three and a half wins for Europe. There's seven turf races. They can win five of them, and it wouldn't surprise between Japan and Europe. So give me the uh, over on three and a half. Yeah, give me way over here. This is the one that I would bet heavily. I, th- I thought this should be four and a half. Um, I, okay. I think the only race they may not win is the sprint, the turf sprint. Outside of that, well, I think... And put, put an American jockey on living the dream, who's going to control him a little bit. Then that There's, may be you a gotta, win. You're yeah. winning the turf sprint. So, like, because living the dream looked awesome at Keeneland and just went nuts and that was the big problem there so if, if that horse can kind of come back a little bit i think it's going to be okay yeah to me this is this is a europe has a legit shot at sweeping the turf races this year and i, I don't mm-hmm. think we don't we just don't have very good turf horses this year you don't have any of those absolute stars up to the mark probably the most likely north american horse to win a turf race but that's going to be a very difficult turf race to win and up to the marks gonna be second off a long layoff so a lot to ask uh even though it looks phenomenal keeneland again so we'll see if up to the mark can do that I think it's going to be tough for the U.S. to win more than two turf races, which would put this at five, assuming Japan doesn't take one. But even if Japan takes one and the U.S. takes two, there's still four for Europe. So I'm I'm going over on this one pretty easy. Uh, I see in the chat, Itokar is asking if uh, we're going to review the Breeders' Cup Juvenile Turf. I think this is the perfect time to kind of look at this race. So these are the odds right now. And a lot of names that I'm not familiar with, Mike, uh, I'm going to try and pull those up here on BreedersCup.com. But uh, is there anyone that you look at 12 to one on agate road? It seems probably about where he'll end up going off at Carson's run. Maybe he gets hit a little bit under that. I mean, he has the grade one win. He's got the great story behind him. He almost, you know, won the graded stakes before got beat by Galabrand, who's in the juvenile Phillies turf. What do you think about this? Yeah, I'd say the best, best shot at the U S win here is Carson's run agate, 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 a gate road is the other horse that I would assume is going to be the the, uh, the U.S. shores price. I I, we, I mentioned uh, what was it? Tok Tok. I think I don't believe is going to actually go to this race. Although I wish that he would because I would love him at a monster number. Uh, but yeah, probably not going to see him around. It's hard to handicap this race as in like who do I like on top without actually knowing the European horses. And I think that's one of the biggest struggles and one of the things that as people who follow this sport year round, this two weeks leading up to the Breeders' Cup becomes just probably the busiest two weeks you talk about like the massive events in in the derby and and belmont and all that jazz but we're watching those horses for months before we get to see them with the breeders cup you get about two three weeks of lead time on what horses you actually think are going to come over and then you start watching replays and then you start watching replays of replays because you want to look at how the horse you ran second run back the next time what is like how is are they flattered by this field? We don't know that about a lot of the European horses without diving into it. So it's tough to handicap these races, especially the two-year-old ones, without knowing who's coming over because a lot of these horses are newer to the scene. And I probably have seen run 
a quarter of a mile, maybe an eighth of a mile at most from watching like quick clips on Twitter and things like that. Whereas once we find actually have the PPs, I will end up watching every one of their races and then watch the majority of the horses that ran behind them, their races as well, just to try and get a better idea of what form and how good that actual race was. But from the U.S. side, Carson's run would be the horse I'm most interested in. We talked about this one quite a bit. One at Saratoga was flattered next, or flattered by the horse that ran second who came out and won. I believe it was a Woodbine next time out. So uh, I think Carson's run is the best horse in North America in this list. We'll see if uh, if that matters when it comes to Breeders' Cup. So. Uh, looking through uh, from BreersCup.com, unquestionable, who's one of the top picks here at five to one. Uh, this is an Aiden O'Brien horse that has a multiple grade one placings uh, on the resume and sounds like might be Aiden's top horse that he would send over. So if you want to lock in this horse at five to one now, uh, that might be best. <laughs> Go go by it's uh, by Wooten Bassett out of the sea. The stars mare French bread, which you don't usually see. That's how you know it's not a Coolmore horse. They actually bought that one uh, instead of breeding it. But yeah, it looks like a, lots of very uh, close finishes without winning, but was like right there at the end, getting caught by a head or something. So um, yeah, look out for unquestionable. I was I was that's one that caught my eye when looking through breederscup.com here. Yeah, I've not watched Unquestionable yet, but it, like I said, if, you, if it's Aiden's best horse and it's five to one, you're not getting five to one on on Cup Friday. <laughs> uh, next up here, Mike, let's talk about our old buddy Bobby Baffert, and we kind of talked about this earlier. Over under one and a half wins for Bob Baffert. It's the same line I set for California-based horses, and I'm realizing this now. It was kind of overkill to do this, but uh, Bob Baffert over under one and a half wins. I'm saying under. I am going to go with the over here um, okay. with the with the simple reason that I think he wins. I think he wins the uh, Breeders' Cup Juvenile and I think Speedboat mm -hmm. Beach wins. And that's two for me. So I, I, it's this is a Mike like Speedboat Beach bet would be the over. However, if you do actually like listed this, I would need plus money to bet the over. I agree. Yeah. Depending what the plus money was, you could be enticed to do it. Uh, right now, just, uh, you know, Muth right now is plus 500, Prince of Monaco plus 400, Speedboat Beach is plus 800, Adair Manor is plus 500 in the Distaff, Arabian Night plus 600 in the Classic. So lots of shorter priced horses indicating that there will be good, you know, plenty of chances for Bob Baffert expected wise off the betting to win. So if you want kind of like a coverall, this would be good, but I agree, you still will need plus money on it uh todd pletcher over under one and a half wins this guy when i was typing up all the horses that were probable or at least had bovada listings holy juveniles i didn't realize just how he's got two for the juvenile two for the juvenile fillies two for the juvenile turf and then one for the juvenile fillies turf uh, along with classic distaff and turf and mile horses so plenty of chances but wins mike over under one and a half this one's tough i think this one a lot of it revolves around whether or not you believe in nest um because mm -hmm. It nests up to the mark to me, the two most likely winners. Uh, I don't think he wins the juvenile with Locked or BU, who are obvious competitors, but I don't think he gets the win there. The juvenile Phillies, I think he has a pretty good shot with Candied. Um, so we'll see if if that's going to be the spot where he's able to get a win. I man, it's it's I don't believe Nest is cooked. A lot of people are saying she's done. I don't think she's completely done. And you see Tamara there. Wait a second, isn't Tamara a, a California-based horse? Oh, she is. I yeah. forgot about yeah. it. I didn't even the Mandela horses. California-based horses, because Mandela's probably going to win that race. Um, <laughs> so Candide is up against it with Tamara there, who I think is the best horse in the field, but Candide probably your legitimate, legitimate second choice. So it comes down to you think Nest and up to the mark can win. 
I don't think they both win. I think one of them could easily win, but I think both is asking an awful lot. And in every other race that he is in, there is a horse who is very good that's in it. He's got a lot of the middling level, so he's going to need a 10 to 1, 12 to 1 type horse to be able to win to cash this ticket. So I'll take the under on Todd Pletcher one and a half here. If you gave me plus money, I think I'd be enticed. Uh, but it comes down to you nailed the three horses. I think they really give him any kind of chance. And that's uh, Nest, Up to the Mark, and Candied. I, I'm trying to play against Locked as well. I think it's Bob Baffert's uh, Adirondack Shiller says Bob's got the home court advantage. So especially the Juvenile, that's his favorite race to win there aside from the Classic. Candied, I don't. I think she's got a world of talent, but I think she's a little too nutty right now, a little too green. And I think the Breeders' Cup is going to be too. It's just going to be all too much for her. Nest, if they send her to the Breeders' Cup when she is worth so much, so many millions of dollars that Mike Rapoli can then flip and spend on new yearlings to send to Pletcher. Like this is how he restocks for his best horses. Is he violence goes off or violence forte goes off and gets a stud deal. And Ness gives him like $4 million at auction. So if she's not good for the race, they won't race her there. So you've got to believe in her. Well, you have to believe she's going to be better than she was. Um, is she going to be good enough though? I mean, she's not going to be the favorite in that race, right? That's going to go to the Brad Cox Philly, who's gone gate to wire the last couple of mm-hmm. times and, and shown her around the tr- track. Remember when this was lasted Santa Anita speed was massively an advantage. I would expect speed is going to be very good again this weekend. They tend to tighten that track up when you've got the breeders cup there, it's going to make it harder for her to be able to run down. Uh, what is it idiomatic, right? And who's going yep. to be in front of her. So and then you have horses like I'm against California horse here, so no interest in a Dare Manor. Not gonna, not not gonna deal with like Baza, any of those. I, I don't think this is gonna be an East Coast Philly that wins. But I don't really see any other speed that drew in here to face to really push idiomatic. At least on this list right here, there's no one that I think is gonna go out there and push her going 23, 46, which I think how it sets up for Nest. What about um, another train we'll talk about in a minute? It's Chad Brown. He's got randomized and search results. Do you think one of those goes? With idiomatic early, I'm not sure they can and win. I mean, I, it, here's my question: Which No, they you, can't do it and win. But does one of them try to go? Because they're both Clarovich horses as well. Which one do you set it up for? Which one do you want coming from off the pace? I randomized. Mm, randomized is the answer, right? But like, yeah, search results never really pushes. Search results kind of sits in second or third, and then tries to make a move. Sometimes takes the lead, then gets caught. Yeah. Right. So I, I don't, I'm not sure that, that search results necessarily is going to go gangbusters here. The draw for this race will be interesting because if Idiomatic draws inside, I think she's a very good, very likely winner. She draws outside of, of both search results and randomized. Then you could see some little gamesmanship that gets played on her. I'm looking back. Uh, I pulled up randomized last two rate. Well, let's not count the bell name because it was a four horse race. And she was able to go as slow as she wanted. But she won the grade one Alabama gate to wire as well. Mount a quarter race. She went 23 and 2, 47, 4, 112 and 1. Idiomatic's going to go faster than that. Yes. It's just a question of does does randomize and is Rosario able to calm her down? Does he try and slow her down? Or does he let randomize run with idiomatic? And a big question of how this sets up sets it up for horses like Clarier, Pretty Mischievous, and Nest, who all want to come from off the pace, who all need that setup. And Nest probably needs it the least, but Nest hasn't been herself the last couple of races or the rate, the Nest that we saw at Saratoga last year, for instance, right? Where she could mm-hmm. do anything. She was versatile. She could be on the lead. She could be off the lead. She, she was able to win from anywhere. So uh, to me, I, like, 
yeah, I, I think this is idiomatics race to lose, depending on the draw. We'll see how it draws, but it, it, it'll be a fun race. But pay attention to how Santa Anita plays leading into this one as well, because if it's playing towards speed, that's just another feather in idiomatics cap. Well, also, don't forget, we saw now it was Del Mar, but I, th that race had an absolute pace meltdown as well. Uh, but that was, oh, shoot. Um, Interstate, no, not Interstate Daydream. She Dares the Devil was in that race, and she was my pick in the distaff, and they went like 22 flat, and I was like, well, this is going to be horrible. This is going to end poorly. <laughs> uh, we've talked about him a lot, and he has the favorite right here at uh, two and a half to one for the distaff. Brad Cox over under one and a half wins. He now has Idiomatic in the distaff. He also has Wet Paint up there at 14 to one, and Amore at 25 to one. She's not on the screen, but she is up there, 25 to one on her. Uh, along with Cox, those horses, Cox has Saudi Crown in the Classic at 12 to one. Caravel in the turf sprint at eight to one. Timberlake in the juvenile at five to one. And then Matarea, the Philly Mare sprint, Zozos the Dirt Mile. I don't have odds for those, but we're expecting both of those horses to go there. So over under one and a half wins here. This was the easiest one for me. Give me the under. I don't think Brad Cox wins two of those. Uh I, I think this is the one win he's got a shot at winning. I don't like Caravel in the turf sprint. I won't be betting her. Um so if, if he doesn't win this race, I don't see how he gets over it. And if he does win this race, I think he's going to be hard-pressed to have a second winner. Yeah. I mean, he's got a lot. It's crazy because he's got a lot of great horses. Yeah. He's got a lot of blue blood horses like Idiomatics, Judd Mott, Matarea is, uh, is Godolphin, Saudi Crown. There's a lot of... Uh, there's a lot of... <laughs> a lot of Middle Eastern influence on this race. Wet paints Godolphin. Yeah. Timberlake, I don't know. Timberlake's Midstar, I think. But otherwise, yeah, there's a lot I going mean, on there. I'm going to take the under on another horse later, and I will say, or another trainer later, I will say I think more Brad Cox horses hit the board than that other trainer because I think he's got a lot of yeah. horses that could run third, that could run second. But I, I just, like, I don't see Zozo swinging the Dirt Mile. I don't see Caravelle winning the Breeders' Cup Turf Sprint. I don't see Timberlake winning the Juvenile. I think all three of those could hit the board. I just don't think any of them can win the race. And that that's like so when you're looking at over under wins to me, this is this is was the easiest under of anything that we that you sent over. The uh the juvenile Phillies turf, that's usually where you're like, yeah, Cox is gonna have a good one for that. He's got nothing this year, nothing. it seems like for that. So it's like well, that, that weird year when Chad Brown has no turf horses for like this the three year old turf series at New York. It's like this is just weird that he doesn't have a star. Well, and outside of the distaff where he has the favorite, I mean he he's in my mind, not even a, a top three choice. I guess Caravel probably is top three choice on the betting board in any of the other races. And they're not races where I think he has a great shot at winning them. Like it, it's just very odd to not see him have one or other two other horses in wide open races where like the races he's in, I think are not all that wide open. I mean, the classic is pretty wide open, but it's not for Saudi crown, right? Like there, there's other horses in there that I think are just significantly better. So I guess Timberlake is his second best shot after, after idiomatic. Um, but I, I mean, I'm not a huge Timberlake fan, so we'll we'll see. Well, yeah. um, the artist is good. The, uh, yes. the horse, not so good. Uh, so I, I, we'll see what happens there. But then you look at this, like Saudi Crown 12-1. to 1, You're like, oh, 12 to 1's not bad in the Breeders' Cup Classic. It's like, well, yeah, but it's the eighth choice. Like, it's it's pretty far down the odds board because it's a pretty competitive race. So a lot has to go right for Saudi Crown to be able to get the job done. Next up is the one that I almost said at 2.5. We'll see if you think this is the Yeah, you're nodding your head. We'll see if yeah, you think in the, the chat one. or the comments section. Uh, maybe I should have set Bill Mott over under one and a half. Let's just say the over is is, is minus 150 under yeah. one and a half wins for Bill Mott on this one. I mean, he's got 
Uh, he's got Cody's Wish defending the Dirt Mile at two to one. Elite Power defending the Sprint at three to two. Casa Creed in the Mile. Uh, Warlike Goddess in the Turf. Carmel Swirl in the Philly Mare Sprint. Gala Brand in the Juvenile Phillies Turf. Just FYI in the Juvenile Phillies. He's he's got some powerhouse horses here, Mike. He does have some powerhouse horses, and he only has two turf horses, which helps him out as well because he's not like his big chances aren't on the turf. They're all on the dirt. They're all with favorites. I, I think Elite Power or Cody's Wish, one of the two wins for sure. I think Casa Creed has a shot in the turf mile. I think Carmel Swirl has a shot. I think Just FYI has a shot. I do think Galibrand has a shot. Warlike Goddess looked like herself last time. I, to me, he could win three, maybe four races if everything breaks his way. So I'll, I'll take the over one and a half pretty easily here. Adirondack Schiller, over mod shoddy saying over. Yeah, I think yeah, Gallobrand, great chance in the juvenile Phillies turf. Just FYI, I think is very sneaky in the, in the juvenile Phillies. Watch for her to stretch out. Um, but how about I didn't put this up here, but who's more likely to repeat, Elite Power or Cody's Wish? That's a really good question. Um, man, I. <laughs> I I can tell you I'm, mine. Mine's elite power. I think that's an easier race for him to win at six furlongs than Cody's wish chasing down practical move in the dirt mile. Well, see that that's the reason why this is so hard is because those are going to be two really good races. Like mm-hmm. elite power, I, I, he's going to probably get the better setup. So I'll go elite power as well because they're like Speedboat Beach. I think is going to be very good but speedboat beach is not going to be alone on the lead and we've seen the sprint collapse before and so an elite power is one of those horses that can pick pick up the collapse cody's wish is going to have to run down practical move who's a very good horse zozos is going to be in there we talked about that he's going to be forwardly placed in that spot as well um go to the mile odds real quick just scroll up for a second i like i i would say i think they both have a legitimate chance to win they're both deserving favorites i would slightly go elite power um over over Cody's wish, but not not by a lot. Because like we've seen Gun Eight run well. Yeah, you look at this wish; it's really practical move, though, right? Like that's the one you're mm-hmm. scared of. Hmm. And you Actually, should be very scared. You should. I'm. I'm serious. You should be very scared of practical move in that race. Oh, I I agree that you should be very scared of practical move. I mean, we talked about that. Like, I didn't like that horse in the Derby. I know you did. My issue with the Derby was distance, not talent. And this is a mile. Like this is this is. Right between the eyes for practical move. This is exactly what this horse wants to do, and you know I love me some practical jokes. So, uh, mm-hmm. not gonna not gonna deny that. I, I think Cody's wish is more likely to win though, because when you look through this list, I, I think Gunite goes out with practical move. At least puts some token pressure. Cody's wish sits in a really nice third and can gobble them up. We'll see. These are two really fun races, though. That's the beauty of this: is that they're they're both phenomenal races. I, I'll take the over on my. I'll take practice. I'll take Cody's wish is more likely to win than Elite Power though. Uh, thank goodness for Tim Yak, team trainer of, of Practical Move, taking care of him, getting him ready and right for this because the dirt miles usually a race. People are like, oh, that's just that's, that shouldn't be there. We got the classic. We got the sprint. We don't need it. This is a fun race. But but how many dirt mile winners going to keep winning the Pegasus World Cup after that before people start respecting it? Mike, come on. I don't know. I mean, the dirt mile, it, it's funny how much trash this this race gets talked about it as like the forgotten son of the Breeders' Cup. We've had some pretty good dirt mile winners. Like, it's been fun to see these come <laughs> around. And like even last year's dirt mile race may have been the best race at the Breeders' Cup when it came down to it. Well, someone who might not have a great Breeders' Cup this year, I said is over under at 0.5 wins. So will he win at the Breeders' Cup or not? And that is old Chad Brown. Somebody threw some hot coffee on his party here. What do you think? Oh, this was an easy under for me. 
Yeah. <laughs> I don't know about you, but like you look through this list, it's like Zanin in the classic. Nope. Search results randomize the distaff. Nope. Good night olive, Philly Mare Sprint. Probably the best chance. In Italian, mile. That's gonna be tough. Uh Gina Romanica, Philly Mare Turf. No thanks. McCulic, Philly Mare Turf. No thanks. General partner, juvenile. No thanks. Hard to justify. Juvenile turf Phillies. That's the only one I have a pause about. You know, yeah. like when I go through that list, it's 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 a 12 to 1 shot that I think has his best chance of bringing home a trophy for him. So I'll, I'll take the under here. And like a lot of, we talk about this a lot. I don't like Chad Brown on dirt. Not my guy on dirt. A lot of his chances here are on dirt this weekend. It's not <laughs> yeah. like, the, it's not the turf horses. And that's what you expect. You expect like, oh, well, this turf horse won three grade ones at Saratoga. And this turf horse has won four grade ones this year. Now they're like, no, that's not what we have here. This is, this is a, the the best chances for him are on dirt. And, and that's kind of crazy to say, but hard to justify. I think if you're going to look at uh, what race the U.S. generally can do better in, it's the two-year-old races on the turf. Hard to justify, I thought, was impressive winning last time out. So give me hard to justify as his best chance, but I will still take the under here. It took until uh, winning the Manhattan that I finally was able to remember up to the mark is trained by Todd Pletcher and not Chad Brown because the way he runs, the yeah. way, his status, you're like, that's just a Chad Brown turf horse. No offense to Todd. That's just like, I'm used to seeing that out of a Chad horse. So uh, in my head, I'm like, I still look at this, go over under half wins. Yeah, up to the mark will win the turf. No, nope, wrong trainer. Okay. Nope, uh, wrong one. <laughs> yeah, it's it's a question. That I think you nailed the two most likely winners there. Good night, Olive, Philly, Mare, Sprint. Uh, and hard to justify, but especially for hard to justify in the Jewel Phillies turf. Mike, I want to see what that field looks like first before I want to know what Euros are coming yep. over before I can say, yeah, an American's going to win this race. Totally fair. I mean, I, I think it is the one that has a shot. Like the, to me, if there is a, a U.S. horse, it's that one. But yeah, it, it's these these turf races are tough without knowing exactly who's going to be in, especially the two-year-old ones, because I, I, there have been horses that have not even been on my radar that end up my top pick after we find out they're coming over. Yeah, then that's yeah. That at least one division that happens in every year. Uh, we're gonna end with two questions about one division everyone cares about the most. That's the Breeders' Cup Classic. So first, will the Breeders' Cup Classic be won by a three-year-old or an older horse, Mike? I mean, you kind of have to say three-year-old, right? I, I like, but first they're stronger. That's a stronger group than the olders. Yes. I mean, if you, if you set the 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 line here, it's minus 200 plus 170 for three-year-old and, and older. Um, top three choices, all three-year-olds. I'm surprised Archangelo plus 350. That seems a little short to me. I'd rather bet Arabian Night or go Rocket Ride a six or six and a half to one. The fact that White Abario is your, your lowest priced older kind of tells you everything you need to know. Well, people love him. Well, I, I love White Abario. I just don't think he win the Breeders' Cup Classic. Like that to me seems like a little bit of a uh, little, little bit of a, an exaggeration there. So uh, yeah, give me, give me the three-year-olds here in this spot. By the way, speaking of Wade Barrio, 100% breeding the, bringing this to the Breeders' Cup because Wade Barrio's on it. Bringing the, for the podcasters, I'm putting my po- the wrestling belt that I always had behind me here I love with it. Wade Barrio on the plate. Um, I I mean, I, I'm with you. You have to say oh, three-year-old because of they said, top three choices. Archangel, Raven, I go rocket ride. Behind him, you've also got Saudi Crown. You've got the Kentucky Derby winner, Mage. You've got the UAE Derby winner from Japan, Derma Sotagake. So... It's hard not to say three-year-olds, but with that being the easy question, on the flip side, the trifecta for the Breeders' Cup Classic, will the majority of those, so two or three of the horses in the trifecta, will they be three-year-olds or will they be older horses? I think the entire trifecta will be three-year-olds. Wow. That's right. I'm throwing all the shade on the older horses here. All of it. (laughs) 
Uh, I think Arabian Night and Go Rocket Ride run one, run one too. So there's your exacta. They're both three-year-olds. I mean, that's well, obviously we're still two weeks out. I have the right to change that. But right now, <laughs> no, uh, I think those are the best two horses in the country. So it, to me, it's, it's Arabian Night, Go Rocket Ride. Everybody else chasing them. And you know, Archangelo loves to run down horses in this stretch, especially going along. Wow. Yeah. Especially I mean, it's, 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 we haven't seen Archangelo I, ship. I mean, to me, there's, there's, I, yes, the, the Cal- he was based Cal- in Florida. He shipped to New York. A California ship. I'm talking cross country, completely different track, not talking heading up to New York and running in, at Saratoga and Belmont. I'm, I'm talking like going, it's like we both, there's a lot, there's a big difference between Santa Anita and Del Mar and Saratoga and Belmont. That's not disrespect. Go go win the Haskell, Archangel. You would have gotten waxed. <laughs> um, anyway. Yeah, that, go tell the Travers and Belmont winner, go win the Haskell. You haven't yeah. done shit. No. Uh, yeah, look. Go Rocket Ride, Arabian Night, 1-2. Call it. I, I, I think Archangelo or Mage runs third. I, I think that's going to be your, your trifecta. It's three three-year-olds. No, you'd, I, I thought you'd at least have Slow Down Andy up there, like hanging on for third. After chasing Arabian Night and Go Rocket Ride, well, just that's the running problem. the carousel. <laughs> Slow down, Andy. He's he's the, like the last couple races. He hasn't faced anything like he's going to face in the Breeders' Cup Classic. The speed that's is fair. good. Like he went gate to wire last time. He's not going gate to wire in the Breeders' Cup Classic. He's not <laughs> touching the lead in the Breeders' Cup Classic. Well, Mike, that was a fun one, and thanks everybody for joining us to uh, talk about this. Everybody in the chat was was great. Uh, love your feedback. Uh, if you're catching this on the replay. Put your comments down below. We'd love to hear from you and interact with you in the chat section. Uh, a reminder, the Breeders' Cup Betting and Bible is available for pre-sale right now. If you are a monthly subscriber, you're going to get it for free along with the 14 trends to the 2023 Breeders' Cup that Jared just put the finishing touches on. Today, I uh, hit on some of those trends here in this one, but you can get for one trend for each race. All of them are major trends. It's not like, oh, hey, 55% of the time this happens. It's like, no, 12 of the 15 uh, Juvenile Phillies turf were won by. Here's the angle. So... You can go check that out, racingdudes.com. And if you haven't yet, subscribe to youtube.com slash racingdudes. Uh, we got tons of content coming out all weekend long. It's slow as far as the horse racing excitement goes on the track. We've got lots of Breeders' Cup content coming all weekend long on the YouTube channel. So join us over there for that. And Mr. Samich, any other final words? Looking forward to just the Breeders' Cup in two weeks. It's snuck up. I can't believe we are only yeah. two weeks away from this thing. So, so excited to get this get this going. Uh, if you're headed to the Breeders' Cup, make sure you hit us up. We will all be there. It's all going to be at Santa Anita both Friday and Saturday. I don't think I'm going to go to the track Thursday. Are you going Thursday? Mm, yeah, I'll be there. Well, you're I'll be there, there in the morning. That's my last day doing the Breeders' Cup morning stuff. <laughs> gotcha. Okay, I'm planning yeah. on, uh, on driving down on Thursday. So I'm planning on getting I, in sometime on Thursday and uh, hitting would. up. The, the, the dude's Airbnb that's going down. Yeah, it's going to be great. Uh, some special guests going to be arriving and possibly, I think I heard, crashing on the couch at the uh, the dude's Airbnb. Uh, one of the couches has already been claimed. Uh, contact Aaron if you want to claim one of the other ones. Anyways, uh, we'll get out of here. One last question I saw from Adirondack Schiller. Where's Disarm? He looked good in the Traverse. Yes, he did. They shut him down for his four-year-old season, which I think might have been the right move for him because based on his breeding, his four-year-old campaign, he might flourish. Yeah, I'm, I'm excited to see him back as a four-year-old. He was he was not upper echelon, right, of that of that the the three-year-old class. But with what you're going to see retiring out and the fact that the olders are not very good, I think he's going to be very good as a four-year-old. 
Make sure you follow us on Twitter. I'm at Curtis Kellard. He is at SummoBomb18, number one, number eight, Corporate Overlords, at Racing underscore Dudes. Uh, the Blinkers Off, like I mentioned, they did a full just kind of rundown of the props, uh, or sorry, the futures odds for each of these divisions. So similar but different to what Mike and I did. Go check that out. And Dudes Who Bet Sports, Aaron and Papa Dude covering week eight of college football and week seven of the NFL. Do you have any best bets for the football weekend? Because it's a crazy one. Michigan, Michigan State bet, maybe? Uh, I don't have any Michigan, Michigan State bet. That's 23 and a half, I believe. So not interested in that one. Ooh, uh, yeah. Do like... So I like the Rams minus three this weekend. They are uh, against Pittsburgh coming off. Pittsburgh's coming off a bye. I think the Rams roll them. I like the Chargers plus five and a half taking on the Chiefs. I think the Chiefs win, but the Chargers cover. And give me Kansas State minus six and a half. They're going to a two-quarterback system. Generally not a good thing, but their quarterback they're starting to use is a dual-threat freshman who ran for five touchdowns last week. I think he's going to run wild against TCU. So give me K-State as well. Oh, I had a run. I, I would I would lean Ohio State in that game versus Penn State. I, I don't trust mm-hmm. Penn State's quarterback on the road. That's my only concern about Penn State, who I think probably has the better team, but I'm worried about their quarterback on the road. <laughs> uh, well, he says the uh oh. LSU's all banged up. One 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 thing. Yeah. That is disrespect. That like my Archangelo disrespects one thing. I forgot about Mage again. That that she is was disrespect. just throwing it back in your face. She's still uh-huh. very hurt about the Archangelo disrespect. Yeah. Yeah. Um, uh, where was it? Pedlo. Can we get a Remington pick for tonight? I'll give you one. Race five, Oklahoma Classics, Distaff, Turf Stakes, number four, Run, Sloopy, Run. Run, Sloopy, Run. Huh. No? Yep. Okay. I didn't even look at the race. No, I'm not going to lie. I didn't look at, I didn't okay. look at Remington today. That's all right. That's fine. Remington, that's that's Aaron's beef, and I took Aaron's best bet for Remington and just gave it to you. So there you go. If it run, if if run Sloopy doesn't run, that's you can blame Again, him for text that one. Aaron. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Text Aaron. We'll let him know. Uh, thanks so much for joining us. We'll be back next week. Uh, until next time, I'm Magic and I'm Mike. Good luck this week. The Magic Mike Show, where you hear the experts speak. The Magic Mike Show. Tune into the show every week. The Magic Mike Show. You can trust the show is the bomb because it's being brought to you by RacingDudes.com.